South Boston, it's Celtics Express, where we bring you the latest in the quest for Banner 18. It's the Prince of the Parquet, the Captain of Causeway, the Governor of Green. Oh, wait, really? He quit? Okay, then. Here's your host, Jay Corwin. Welcome to Celtics Express. I'm your host as we travel deep into the NBA playoff vortex, Jay Corwin. Thanks for joining us. Find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, OTGBasketball.com, at Celtics Express on Twitter. You can find us everywhere. Fine podcasts are consumed. We strive to fill your brain with everything your Celtics heart desires, all in less than 20 minutes or so. If you're new, welcome aboard for our legions of fans. Thanks for the time. We love you. The Boston Celtics, you might have heard, they're moving on to the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals. Boston defeating Philadelphia 114-112 Wednesday night at TD Garden to win the series four games to one. They moved to 7-0 at home during this postseason run. After the Sixers took a 109-105 lead with about a minute and a half to go, the Celtics then put up eight straight points in 77 seconds. You had the Al Horford alley-oop, a Marcus Smart putback, a Jason Tatum layup, two free throws by T. Rowe. They go from down four to up four with just about 10 seconds to go. That'll set up a rematch of last year's Eastern Finals. We'll get to that, but first thing is first, the underdog, undermanned Celtics blitz the 76ers. Celtics big man Al Horford, huge in the series, outplaying Joel Embiid as clearly the best player on the court for most stretches. Horford finished with 15 points, 8 boards, 3 dimes, and 5 steals. People from the outside probably expected, you know, not much out of us. Um, but um, but I've seen the way that these guys prepare. I've seen the way that they train, and um, and, and they want to be great. And, they've, and they understand that it's bigger than them. It's about the team. We're playing for each other. One of the biggest stories of these NBA playoffs, the super rook Jason Tatum, who's becoming a star in front of our eyes. Tatum scored 25 points and spoke to TNT on the floor after the game as the confetti rained down, of course, on Causeway Street. We said it over and over again. Brad does a great job putting guys in the right spot. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of heart and a lot of talent on this team. No matter how young we are, you know, nobody expected us to be this far. Nobody thought we'd beat them. But the guys in that locker room and the fans in here. Game 5 marking Tatum's seventh consecutive playoff game with 20 points or more, the most for a rookie in Celtics playoff history. Past Larry Bird, he had five. Tatum has scored 20 or more in seven of his 11 playoff games now. The most playoff points this playoff season on the Celtics as well. Tatum clearly outplaying fellow quote-unquote rookie Ben Simmons as well. Simmons failed to make a shot outside the paint during the series. He went 28 for 59 in total. All of those makes inside the paint. It was a series-worst minus 63 and plus-minus while on the court for the Sixers. After the game, Simmons saying he's got lots of room to grow. I'm just learning. This is just a start for me. Uh, I have a long way to go. So second uh, series, and I'm learning. There's a lot of things I learned this series that you know I didn't against Miami, and uh, that makes me a better player. Uh, so you know, I'm grateful for those opportunities. Meanwhile, actual rookie Markel Fultz, who once seemed destined for Boston, hadn't played since Game 3 and did not play again on Wednesday night. Embiid finishing with 27 points, 12 boards, 4 dimes, 4 blocks. Dario Saric, 27 points, 10 boards, 4 dimes, a steal and a block. They carried the team for the bulk of the night. Sixers head coach Brett Brown is saying this is probably just the beginning between these two squads. If we're going to do anything of any significance... We're always going to have to go through the Boston Celtics. And uh, I respect very much this organization. 
I think Danny and Brad are fantastic. Meanwhile, for the green, Marcus Smart did all those little green Marcus Smart things he does. 14 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds, a team high plus 10, making countless unquantifiable plays as well, of course, head coach Brad Stevens. He's made for these moments, and that's the thing that we just keep talking about. Like, you know, we can go through a stat line all you want, but, you know. He, when it's when it's when your seasons are on the line and when you're in the playoffs and when you've got to do really hard things, he can do really hard things. The sophomore Jalen Brown adding 24 points efficient, 10 of 13 is shooting in his first game in the starting lineup since that hamstring injury in Game Seven of the Bucks series. After the game, Brown spoke to ESPN about redemption in this year's Eastern Conference Finals. When the time comes, you know, we execute the game plan make it tough for them, and, and, and we fight to the end. We don't back down from nobody, and we, we, we come to play basketball, we come to win. So uh, we got to do what we got to do, like he got to do what he got to do. So just got to come and play. Meanwhile, for Terry Rozier, not the best game we've seen from the toast of the town these days. 17 points, 4 of 15 shooting, but his impact has been undeniable. The Celtics' offense efficiency with T. Rowe on the court in the semiseries, 110.9 in 197 minutes in the 48 minutes without him. That drops to 96.5. So Boston will host Cleveland in Game 1 on Sunday. The Celtics have won four of the previous seven meetings, but Cleveland has won the last two, including the Eastern Conference Finals the last two seasons. The Celtics in total have lost to LeBron James the last four times they've met him in the playoffs. In his 15th NBA campaign at 33 years old, LeBron trying to reach his eighth consecutive NBA Finals, something only four other players have done. They were all Celtics, Bill Russell, Sam Jones, Tommy Heinsohn, and Frank Ramsey. For more on the Sixers, Cavs, and everything else NBA, it's time for the Celtics Express customer service line. Got NBA on the brain? Call the sex line. Whoa there. That's Celtics Express Customer Service. Give us your take at 617-807-0013 to be heard on the show. We welcome in from 98.5, the Sports Hub Celtics pregame show, the big daddy himself, a new father, Sean Silver. Sean, how's your carpal tunnel? How are you after an exhilarating Game 5? Well, I'll tell you what. My, uh, my carpal tunnel would be non-existent because I do not have time to do things like play video games or you know anything that would involve me uh, not tending to my child 24-7. But he gave me a little reprieve. He's not a basketball fan yet, which is okay at three weeks old. Uh, I got to watch the whole game last night, and it's a beautiful morning. Speaking of being a young Celtics fan, the Celtics back-to-back trips to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time since the mid-80s. How greedy are you feeling for this Celtics run? How much magic can you take? <laughs> I'll take all the, what is it? I don't know. I think it's Field of Dreams. I'll take all the karma <laughs> I can get right now. I'll take all the magic I can get right now. Um, you know, when you when you look at this roster and certainly what the expectations were, I mean, the expectations have been met. I think if you looked at back at the 1st of October and said the Celtics will be in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Cavs, you were said, all right, that's the plan. Of course, uh, all the interceding stuff hasn't gone according to plan, and yet they've continued to win. And uh, we've got a a new-look Cavs as well. So certainly something far different from what we expected when these two teams met opening night. But uh, it is going to be interesting, and and I've had a a ton of fun with this so far. I really feel like this is all gravy, but got to look at this team seriously coming up. 
Yeah, a winding road, but kind of where we thought we'd be maybe in both the East and the West with some uh, players not there, of course. So thoughts on this game. Take away from this series. What really stuck out to you as why the Celtics were able to get by the 76ers and so easily the Sixers, winners of 20 of 21, Sean, coming in and then lose four of five to the Celtics. Pretty remarkable. Well, I mean, the NBA playoffs are all about the matchups, to chalk it up simply. I mean, you look at Milwaukee, that was a bad matchup for the Celtics. Um, they were able to flummox a lot of the things that Brad Stevens does, a lot of the things that the uh, you know the remaining offensively talented players on the Celtics do, particularly you know in, on their home court. You fast forward to the the Philly series, and uh, again, bad matchup. Stevens coached circles around Brett Brown. They got out to that comfy three uh, nothing lead, and I believe Philadelphia was figuring it out. I mean, Game Four was definitely a standalone example, but in Game Five they could have had that game. Um, a lot of times and the Celtics just had enough to get by also interesting to me was how you know the C's kind of Joel Embiid the anointed one you know they uh, they kind of let him get his I mean he had single coverage throughout the series he put up a monster uh, stat line but when you really dig into it um, the shooting percentage uh, you know not good for a big man um, and it, it you know keeping him away from the basket uh, really kind of clogged things up for Philly uh, the way they they beat down Ben Simmons for a few games yeah he came back mm-hmm. the last couple uh, but the Celtics they really had just enough and that's uh, that's considering that they got this done in five and we didn't get stretched in seven again yeah, a lot of quintessential young mistakes from the 76ers for sure we saw in this one. And, of course, the fact that the Celtics, you know, you feel like the 76ers made from ground, uh, but this may be their best shot. The Celtics, of course, without some very key players we don't need to mention, they're only going to get better next year. So this really was a shot for the 76ers to slip through. I think the Celtics are just ahead of the curve there. So moving forward in the next series, it's LeBron James, who's been red hot playing some of the best basketball that's ever been played in the history of the planet Earth, Sean. What do you see against the Cleveland Cavaliers? LeBron James and and the Celtics in this upcoming Eastern Conference Finals. Well, that's the king of tangents on the Celtics Express. I'm going to walk it back to a day very much unlike today. Uh, Beginning of January, two feet of snow outside my door. (laughs) Um, You just had a tricky commute as well, and we were having a conversation about how the Celtics beat the Cavs uh, pretty soundly. And uh, it's an entirely different roster from what we saw back then. Um, To me, it doesn't really matter. You know, who it seems to not really matter who LeBron has as his supporting cast. I mean, Philadelphia, uh, there were problems with their length. Milwaukee, there was problems with uh, some of the individual matchups on the floor. Uh, for this upcoming series, I don't think that you have a, a problem with the Celtics necessarily getting to the rim, you know, against any one of their so-called big men or rim protectors. Uh, I don't think you have any matchup problems. The one matchup problem that you have is LeBron James, and the Celtics haven't beaten him or any iteration of his team in a playoff series since all the way back in 2010 when they had three Hall of Famers on their team. Now, do they have three Hall of Famers on their team uh, at this juncture? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to oversell. I don't want to get all hyped up. Um, but you know, just like the Sixers uh, weren't quite ready for the storm that met them this series, uh, it, it might be a bit of a wake up call for uh, you know someone like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown trying to get his with LeBron hounding him all game. 
to the contrary, who on Cleveland's supporting cast really scares you at this point? So I never thought that the Celtics would get by Cleveland, regardless of who LeBron had flanking him. Um, I, I guess I, I kind of have to stand by that. I mean, I've been saying it all season. It's, it's you know, like uh, Dwayne Casey was saying, there's going to be a point where LeBron slows down. He hasn't slowed down yet, and if he has to get 50, he's going to go out and get 50 every game, and, and Cleveland's still probably going to win this series. But I got a weird feeling this morning, waking up, thinking about seven games, the seventh, if we get there, that would potentially play in Boston. How the Celtics team has responded to the energy of their home crowd, uh, how they've managed to pull it out in all kinds of unthinkable situations so far, and it's really just got me salivating at the chance to knock off the so-called king uh, for once and for all and get into the finals unpredictably. I don't know, but that's where we are. The Celtics are in the final four, and uh, like I said at this point, this is just you know really a testament to Stevens, to the players on this roster, uh, to the, the thoughtfulness that the Celtics had in putting this team together, guys with leadership qualities, uh, you know, even from the jump when they were drafted. Uh, Danny H had his eyes on specific guys, and a guy like Terry Rozier, a 16th pick that everybody panned, you know, stepping up in the situation may not have been exactly what Ainge envisioned, but, uh, you know, he's the kind of guy, Tatum's the kind of guy, Brown, I could go on and on. These guys have the makeup, so if anything is going to get them by Cleveland in the series, it's the fact that they have the makeup. Yeah, this certainly is basketball nirvana for NBA fans. It's going to be a great series, and you could really see it going either way. You have LeBron James, and of course he's the one-man wrecking crew, but then there is Cleveland's defense, and their cold shooting. There's the Celtics, and they're off and on offensive issues. It's going to be a very interesting series. You did mention Hall of Famers, which of course brings us right to Terry Rozier, Sean. <laughs> what is going to happen with him this offseason? I mean, this guy's run has been... Just fantastic to watch. Oh my gosh, this is so hard. I mean, and and it's a great, it's a great kind of uh, difficult. You know, you got a guy who's become a cult hero in the city, and not just of the guy Brian Scalabrini mold. I mean, you know, the scary Terry, the the t-shirts, the Drew Bledsoe stuff. I mean, <laughs> kudos to Drew Bledsoe for getting on a train from. Walla Walla I mean, he's selling that wine. Walla Walla. He's selling that wine. He's like, what? Yeah, I'll be there on TV. Sure, let's talk yeah, about he's wine. Got the double yep. back t-shirt on. I mean, good oh, for you, man. Drew. Um, you know, loving that, but, uh, there's, there's a guy who, you know, we're, whatever happens, we're never going to forget what Terry Rozier, uh, contributed to this particular Celtics team. Now his, from the, uh, you know, Danny Ainge makes the cold calculated maneuvers. And from that standpoint, his value has never been higher. Uh, from a different standpoint, you know, you got Marcus Smart on the roster, who I guess uh, is agreeable as, you know, a backup ball handler. Uh, he at least showed that last night uh, with Shane Larkin out. And he does also does a lot of things for you, and you want to hold on to Marcus Smart uh, if you can afford him. Uh, but on the other hand, you got a guy who I am sure, I am positive that there are some Celtics fans out there who are like, well, we got a, a younger version of Kyrie. Well, just trade Kyrie. <laughs> yep, and, yep, uh, yep. and that may be an overreaction, but at the same time, it's like, geez, the shots that this guy takes, the, the balls that on him, uh, just absolutely amazing. So that will be the summer. Um, I'd love to see him stick around, but you know, in, the, in this kind of environment, uh, the NBA is a point guard league. Um, you know they're gonna they're gonna get numbers. A lot of guys get numbers. Uh, Terry Rozier could go somewhere else and get numbers. Uh, the key factor is that someone is going to offer him big numbers uh, on his bank account, and Celtics just may not be able to match that.
Yeah, you said it, big balls, and he's just a winner. I'm a big fan of his, so we will see what happens there. Maybe it's just um, the, you know me being hopeful, but I kind of feel like these guys, maybe they just want to keep playing together. I mean, they really seem like a tight-knit unit, so maybe there's something to that. We shall see. Sean Silver, as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on Celtics Express. Uh, congratulations on the new baby boy, and we will talk to you soon and uh, try and get some sleep. Yeah, we're going to going to keep taking it day by day over here as will the Celtics I'm just pleased that we're still having these conversations at this point in the year that is Sean Silver at the Silver Fox on the Twitterverse we thank him for his time as always we appreciate it so the conference finals of the NBA playoffs they're all said Boston hosts Cleveland in game one Sunday in a rematch of last year Western Conference Finals started Monday night when the Rockets welcome the Warriors to Houston for game one as we wrap another episode of your favorite podcast, remember to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, OTG Basketball, and at Celtics Express on Twitter. We thank our producer, Teddy Tuhat, our guest, Sean Silver, our legions of fans, and of course, Dr. James Naismith. I'm your host, Jay Corwin, reminding you, pay off those porn stars in untraceable Bitcoin. Until next time, see you at the Garden.